Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready and Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Can you hear me, Gatri? Yes, Rahul. Hi, today is... June 15, 2021. At the time is about 11.30 a.m. Ready NPC does conduct Zoom conferences every single day. For those people who are in the conference, if you want to ask any question, please raise your hands. You'll be announced with your uh, uh, name to ask a question. Um, go ahead, Gadri. RK? Hey, Rahul. Good morning. How are yes, you? Yes, sir. Good, good. Hey, uh, I have a question actually. Um, uh, I have recently changed my job, and uh, um, uh, I mean, I mean, I have a two conflict paychecks that is gonna get because uh, the committed uh, start date is a little bit early than the expected one. So, is there any problem if I have a, a two weeks of payrolls in two different companies while? Changing? But you didn't work for the companies, right? Uh, I didn't work for the company, but my, there's a company policy that they are going to run my paycheck uh, for the till, till make, end of make, make sure that it's a company policy that they're paying okay. the for the period that you have not worked for and document it make sure that it doesn't create any problem later on got it so so it shouldn't be any issue even if it is in conflict but make sure we should have the we document. should have the documentation enough hey you know this is like a sign on bonus they paid i didn't work for the company you show the evidence that you didn't work for the company though got it that's all i have okay. thanks Rahul. next person please chaitanya hey thanks a lot uh, hey hi rahul how are you doing good good yeah i filed my 485 with rebecca and i just have a quick question so mm-hmm. uh I'm still waiting for my uh, receipt number to come in. And I also understand that the check has not been cleared yet. So probably there is a delay which is going on. So there is an exigency back home. And do you think at this junction, I would be, uh, is it okay for me to travel back and come back? Uh, just wanted to understand a little more on that. You filed the 485 under the employment based? Yes, on, L, on L1A. EB1. Which company you work for? I work for Zen3. Yeah, um, no, you have the L1A stamping in your passport, is right? Correct. And do you have the, uh, do you have any US citizen children? No. So there is a travel ban. So you intend to go 14 days outside to come back into the United States? I have to go India. Yeah, for sure. So, But how are you going to come back is my question. Yeah, right after the... Uh, Ban is freezed is when it well ban might not be freezed for the next year. Oh, is it okay? Yeah. 
Technically, you can. You can go, but you have to spend 14 days outside the country. I would leave it at 15, though, outside the country before you come back into this country. Okay. So you can. I... Just because you're... Just because your 485 has been filed since you have an L1 stamping, I don't see a problem. It's just a travel ban. I'm more worried for you. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah. So next if, person. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. So so if I'm able to uh, get an answer for this travel ban coming releasing up, then uh, it's not. It, I, I'm not expecting it to be done by end of this year. Oh, okay. They haven't, they haven't taken the ban off for which they imposed on Italy and some other uh, European countries yet. So I'm not expecting the India to be coming down soon. Next person, please. Anna? Hey, Rahul. Uh, thank you for supporting uh, the community. So my scenario is like, um, my priority date was June 2011, uh, EB2. So in October, uh, we filed uh, our 485 with a downgrade. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and my I-140 was approved in the premium process two months ago. So I haven't received any biometrics yet. When I chatted with um, Yama, uh, USCIS agent, they told like they used my biometrics for uh, 765, but not 485. So my my date is, my priority date is current in this month, June month in EB3. So what will happen? Like, will they will they look only straight cases, not downgraded cases? Uh, no, you, you, no, straight case or downgraded, both are same. Uh, the only thing is that the straight cases, they looked much better than the downgraded cases, though. Right. That's the reason I, I don't know of any straight case that was filed in October that didn't receive the biometrics yet. Uh, it's a little bit backlogged, the straight cases, uh, are, as compared to the downgrade cases. They are backlogged a little bit more. But there is nothing you can do right now. Okay. Nothing so, you can do because they're yeah. going to point out it's 33 months processing time. You're within the processing time. Shut up, guy. They won't, <laughs> they won't say that. But so, yeah. Since my case went to Nebraska because of the downgrade, so how, the, how in the future, how that case will be handled and how it will be traveled from uh, Nebraska to uh, local field office? It won't be. I don't. I'm not expecting local field office at all. Oh. I haven't seen. I've been get. I haven't been getting any interviews though. People are getting approved without interviews. Oh, so Nebraska might review my case and directly approve. If and then directly approve. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you so did much. Did you submit the medical? Did you submit the medical? Yes, I did in October. Yeah. Good. Good. Sounds good. Thank Next you. Person, please. Vishal. Hello. Hello, Rahul. Uh, this is Vishal. So thanks for taking my call. So I am on H-1B with the priority, priority date of November 2014 with EB2. Unfortunately, I, I could not make uh, use of last uh, October benefits because I had to change my job. And uh, right now I am working with a new employer mm -hmm. who has started my firm already. And we are currently in the process of filing prevailing wage determination to DOL. Okay. <laughs> uh, so in parallel last year, I filed EB1A petition with a separate attorney and the petition got declined a few months ago. And we think their denial was unjust with several errors in it. And it was a clear misinterpretation of facts and abuse of their discretionary power. So in last two months, I took a few independent consultation with a few uh, different attorneys to file a lawsuit against USCIS decision on EB1A denial. And one of the good attorney thinks we have a good case and I'm paying a good amount of attorney fee as well to file the lawsuit on my behalf and money is not an issue for some day. 
So this is not my question. Okay. So he's thinking that we have a good case. So here is my question. Now we know that with lots of weird things are happening on the immigration side, especially the fast movement of EB2 and EB3. And I know that I missed the boat last year. Okay, and let's I'll get be to missing the point. This year too. EB1A getting an mm -hmm. approval is not that easy though. Yep. You know, normally, normally, unless you have a lot of patents, a lot of publications, a lot of, we won't even touch the EB1. I'm not going to go into details though. There are uh -huh. a lot of people who file who get the denial though. Uh, it's up to your discretion to go for the uh, litigation. Litigation normally is that we don't recommend that thing. But anyway, let's go to, go, let's go to the alternate things, what you're thinking. Yeah, question is that should I really be doing it unless you think that there is a good chances that EB2 or EB3 I don't, I mean, good chances in next one or two well, years? EB2, EB2 and EB3 definitely will become a good chance to become current. But why can't you go back, join the old company? Can you Do you have an option for that? I mean, uh, I can request them to to show me a job offer letter while I'm working here. And uh, yeah, if my... they have the job, if they if they have a job offer, you can go and get the thing done there, uh, or you can go and join them. I mean, those are the easy things for you to do rather than compare it to going after the lawyers, going around the lawyers, and do making us rich. So can I just get a job offer letter from them and I can- If they have a job offer, if they have a job offer, they can downgrade and file an EB3 application, file a 485 application for you. You know that it's simple. Yeah, but they will have to do, not I can do just having a yeah, job offer letter. That's the reason That's the reason why you need to contact them. Okay, okay. But uh, this is the last thing. Waiting for two years will it still be okay if I'm not going to the, my previous company and mid, within a year or two, EB2. That's up to your, these are all personal judgment calls that you have to make. Okay. Okay. I, if I were you though, I would put all my efforts going back to the old company rather than doing all these other steps. That's what I would do if I were you. Okay. Because I have something which is like 99% guaranteed as percent, 1% to, I don't know what percentage it is, but it definitely is less than 10%. Next okay. person, please. Thank you. Sudarshan. Hey, hi, Rahul, how are you? Uh, so I have a question about B2 visa. My uh, parents are here. I didn't apply their extension within the 45 day window. I want to know if I apply now stating COVID as a reason back in India, did uh, did the I ninety four expired or not expired? Not expired. Oh, you you you. you it, it, so you can file right now. What do you mean forty five days window? So I see there is a forty five day window before which you have to file the. Details. It's not before which. It is within which. Within which? Okay. Yeah, uh, you are still in the forty five days window. Right. So uh, before their I ninety four expiry, we can apply any time. That's what you are saying. That's right. Okay. I would recommend that you apply online, right? If you have, if your father and mother are there, you need to file two separate applications though, instead right. of, uh, so I would apply online. That's what I would recommend. You're paying double the fees, but you'll get a much better service if you do the online application. Okay, Rahul. Thank you so much. Yeah. Next person, please. Arjun. Hi, Rahul. Yes, sir. Um, uh, I filed uh, my 485 application last October 2020. Uh, I noticed that when I when I pulled my old uh, perm application, I noticed that my employer signed the perm application, but he didn't put the date. But when I checked with my attorney, you know, they said I don't want to change it, anything date or anything, just send it. You know, my EB2 was approved. So, but is this going to be any problem for? <laughs> no. 
no. you'll be fine okay uh, and also i want to upgrade the to premium what's the real benefit because so many applications are waiting right 2011 2012 mine is priority date is april 2013 what is the real advantage going for premium good question first is what if you lose a job you want to go to next company your i140 is not approved what if your company fires you that's another reason though um the priority dates are moving very fast third reason fourth reason is that sometimes premium processing takes a couple of times to get them accepted fourth reason fifth reason you just don't want to be in the limbo for long period everything is done for you you can kick your h1b out right now you can use the ead if you have an i140 approval i i140 approval is a thorn in your it's it's in your neck i want to get it removed as fast as possible okay thank you last question is uh, can you put the inter uh, sorry the medical interfile the document sure. Charlie. Yeah, uh, Gayatri, can you put that? Uh, for those Hold people on. who are here in the conference call to get the interfiling for the medicals, I have put, uh, we have put a Word document, you take it, it has all the instructions what to do, guys. Thank you so much for your time. Next person, please. Vikas? I'll be there in the chat for you guys to pick it up. Uh, hey, Rahul, uh, thanks for your time. Uh, this is Vikas. Actually, uh, my son aged out on 10-24 last year, like 2020, and he's currently on F1 visa. And I applied for the EB2 to EB3 downgrade on uh, 10-23, just one day before he aged out. Okay, uh, my I-40 for the downgrade is still uh, pending with USCIS. And I'm expecting my uh, priority date to be current uh, in the next bulletin. So can I uh, use the processing uh, time of the downgrade I-140 for the age out calculation? Uh, 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 yes. Um, yes, absolutely, yes. I pray, I pray your I-140 will not be approved by the time your final action date becomes current. Okay, great. And uh, once my date becomes current... I if your I-140 gets approved, he's screwed up. Yeah, I know, I know. So, yeah, so, uh, uh, okay. So, yeah, okay. So, uh, uh, first, my uh, date should become current. Then, uh, his, uh, uh, the uh, downgrade uh, I-140 should be approved, right? It should be in that order, right? right? It should okay. be in that order only. Don't okay. do premium processing. And I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm just in fact, In fact, we are trying to do in our office, we are trying to invent a way how to get an RFE on I-140. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because we don't want this kind of people like you kind of people. We want to get an RFP. And we'll charge you extra money for responding to the RFP. But, yeah. you know, we really want to get an RFP. So we're trying to figure out a compulsory. My business partner filed with faulty documents EB1C application. Mm -hmm. And she didn't want it that I-140 to be approved. Damn, that got approved. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure, sure. I, I think so. He just escaped by one day, right? Uh, yeah, but we still need one thing that I-140 shouldn't be approved. Okay. 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 Great. I'll pray for it. Thanks. Thanks, yeah. Rahul. Thanks for your time. Raj. Next. Hey, Rahul. Uh, I've got a quick question, actually. So uh, my priority date is in 2013, January, and we have downgraded in October. I-140 just got premium file last week. I'm still waiting on the decision. Uh, no biometrics, no EAD, uh, advanced payroll yet. But uh, my, my situation is like my wife had got a job in state B and she needs to make a move, uh, which I would prefer uh, to move along with her. Like my job and stuff is still in state A and my company, they're, they're all okay uh, if, I if I move remotely. 
but nothing is on paper yet. So what are my options? Like, can I change an address? Uh, yeah, you can change address, but you need to file a H1 amendment because you don't have an EAD to work. For her, uh, she has her own H1. So we don't have to worry about her H1. What about mine? Like, uh, can I just keep my jobs? I, ha- I'm, I have a H1 and associated in state A and they, they, they allow me to work remotely. So I can still keep an address in state A. Of friends no, sir, that's not enough. Oh. We don't count anything. We count where your butt sits. If your butt mm-hmm. is sitting in uh, uh, location B and you have a location A just because you're working remotely, no, you're not authorized to do so. Oh, okay. Okay. And this would uh, obviously uh, adversely affect my I-485, right? Yeah, because you will be working unlawfully. Oh. If you work from company B, uh, a state B location, you have state A and you're working at B location, you're violating the uh, H-1B status. And you don't have any EAD yet. Okay. And if I'm here, if the family moves, can I have uh, for the biometrics, can I update my address to their location? Like if, if I tell I need to fly. You need to, you need to be careful on these things because you update the address. They will come to know and they will ask the question, why not? Why did, did you file an amendment of H-1B? So don't try to act smart in these things. Okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. Next person, please. Thank you so much. Rajpura. We see, we see so many of these people getting into trouble because of remote working. They don't understand. We don't accept remote guys. Where your butt sits, that's where we count it as. Uh, good, Raj. Uh, so, sorry, whoever you said. Get. Yes. Rajpura. Rajpura. Dheeraj? Yes. Hi. Hi, Rahul. Hi. Yes, so a uh, quick question. So actually, I have my uh, wife's H4 extension and H4 EAD pending. My H1 extension got approved. So I just got mm-hmm. an offer from a new employer. So mm-hmm. they, are, they are ready to transfer H1B, which is a, a good company, actually. So will there be any impact for her, like for at least for H4? extension if not EAD. When, when is when is the h4 expiring august uh august 17th 2021 i would recommend that you file one more h4 plus ead application when you transfer the h1b to be on the safer side okay okay so, yeah that that wouldn't uh deny the uh pending one right like if, no it you... won't deny the pending ones because you filed another one there yeah. is a chance when company a, that you file the H-1B approval that you got it. When they withdraw that, there is a chance that they may deny the H-4 though. Okay. That's where we have a danger because if you don't file and the I-94 expires, we're in danger. There is a chance. There is also a good chance that when you, uh, there's a good chance that when you, uh, when the current H-4 plus EAD gets approved though, they may approve until the second uh, uh, second H1B uh, gets approved. Until that time, they may do it, and they may deny the second H1 H4 approval, which is not a problem for you. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Next um, person, please. Uh, Sorry. One last, ahead. if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, how how would you suggest uh, taking CPT uh, like adjoining uh, service transfer when we have cap gap? When you have cap gap, so you're already in cap. You're already in cap gap. Yeah, so OPT is expiring this June 25th. 
So, so if they're in cap gap, they have legally authorized to work though. Why we need CPT? Okay, got it. Yeah, thank you. Next person, please. Rahul. Rahul. Are you calling me Gayatri? No, Rahul. There is one more Rahul. <laughs> Praveen? Yeah. Hello. Um, I have one quick question, Rahul. Um, mm -hmm. Yesterday, I called to USCIS uh, to know the status of the medical for applied. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, they said, I mean, the, the customer service representative told that were not applied. We sent uh, along with the 485 application, the downgrade application, and uh, everything is done. The 140 is approved and biometrics are completed. So I'm expecting my priority date will become current in maybe. What do you mean medical are applied though? Until the adjudication of your 485 is done, they won't open the medical. It's in a sealed package. You send it to a lawyer, you just lawyer forward it to them. It's in the sealed package. Okay, but, um, I mean, do you know like why the, the customer service representative told like we are not seeing the medical something like uh, I'm they can't just... see it, they, it's not there online. Oh, okay, he created a service request directly. Like, I mean, he said, I'm going to create a. I don't know what he did, I don't know what you asked though. Until the adjudication is done, they won't open the medical package. Oh, okay, thank you. Okay, next person, please, Pratik. Hi Rahul, uh, I have uh, two quick questions. One um, is the so my H one B stamp expires um, October eighteenth, twenty twenty one. Can I go out outside the US and come back in just uh, a week before the stamp expires, or uh, the closer you get to the expiry date, uh, the risk uh, goes up? Um, what, did you, you're in H one B right now, right? Yes. Yes. Why can't you file H one B extension right now? No, I have my ex, uh, visa, but the stamping, the uh, the Dropbox. Oh, no, no. So you're going for stamping, or I didn't understand. No, I want to go for stamping at some point this year, but uh, but uh, the problem is we don't know how long the Delhi Embassy will take to okay, stamp it. Okay. First question. First question. Do you have the extension done beyond October yes. two thousand twenty? Yes, I through twenty twenty two. Yes. Aha. So you want to come back in the last week of October though. Can you make it like in, in, in like 30 days before instead of two weeks before? Yeah, I can do that. I just want to like how soon before the visa stamp expires. It's, it's, better, it's better to be at least 30 days though, because sometimes what happens, here is what happens though. They issue only until October of 2021, the I-94 which they should be issuing until October of 2022. And if there is any problem, we don't have enough time to correct it. That's the reason I would like the 30 days though. So when you come into the United States, you show them the passport stamping, which is valid until October 2020. Tell them here is the hitch for approval. That is all the way to October, 2022. And then you should be getting an I-94 until October, 2022. And when you enter into this country, check the online system if the I-94 is reflected properly. If it says October 2021, you need to contact a lawyer immediately. So, so uh, I can come back in 30 days before the stamp, actual stamp yes. on the passport expires. And still get the I-94 until your 797 actual, expires. Got it. Got and it. then as soon as you enter, you make a note, make sure if there is a problem, 
that can be rectified if you correct it before not wait until until october 2021 or now but 2021 and find out oops you are illegally staying in this country okay Got next it. person please. and one more question one more question so mm-hmm. if somebody has a visitor visa somebody in india has a visitor visa to the us and mm-hmm. they get married to an h1b holder and they mm-hmm. uh, so do they need to get an h4 visa to be able to come into the us or yes they need to have h4 visa so they um there are people who try to enter on a b2 visa though they were been put in deportation proceeding they were detained for two days send them back in the in, in, back in the in, in there that happens many times sometimes it doesn't the reason is that if a person is coming on a b2 visa they should be coming here only to visit disney or whatever it is okay or las vegas something like that our relatives not to stay with the husband how will they find out if if you just say i'm just visiting and then how will they find out here is the question you need to watch the movie called snowden okay everything what we say okay you guys computer guys should know this much better than i do everything what is said in the air now things are not staying back in the old old world we didn't used to have telephones back in old world right now what the guy is telling is even when you put your cell phone off it is recording and sending the information to the government that's what they are telling and i have had the situation the facebook is updated boom that's gone well, they check the whatsapp messages that's gone they will come to know one way or the other and believe me there are some people who don't like you okay in your own family and friends they will inform them got it okay so it's best to get a get an h4 visa the problem is the wait times are year long my question is are you guys married not yet but if i what the question the, here okay. is the question though if she comes here and she changes her mind okay that's different we coming with the intention of marrying not allowed Got if it. she comes here and changes her mind and you get married here h4 it's so simple but i read I over the know. internet that you cannot yeah. like you you cannot uh, get on a visitor visa you cannot get married within 2 weeks or 3 weeks of entering the us that's you right. have that's to... 90 days that's 90 days okay so after 90 days you are safe to get married on a right. visitor visa but she should okay. not have intention to get married when she is entering who knows whether you go to get married or not so these things this is this is where what annoys me very much we see afghanistan i mean in 1970s the girls used to wear bell bottom pants there look at them what they are wearing right now i see india i left 25 30 years ago i see the india has gone going the same way it's just the same way i mean people are really why why do you, you want to get married here is a girl here is a boy just get married oh my family you don't get married with the family uh, so you need to think what is important for you your you went to engineering college you better behave like an engineer rather than that mulla guy in afghanistan next person please got it thank you kolal roy hey uh, rahul da thank you so much for taking my call i have two quick questions so uh, my priority is 2017 october and uh, my eb2 i40 is approved already approved for my current position so my uh, what, what is the priority date you said uh 2017 october eb2 okay okay so my company is proposing a promotion for me which is a, from the individual contributor to the managerial position i talked to my lawyer they told me that as long as the my soc code is same and this is a natural progress we can show them that is fine so we can i can accept that 
but whatever the sample designation they have provided me those are not matching with my proposed the managerial designation so is there something that i can work with my lawyer and my company is what is to... what is matching what is not matching depends on the company lawyer company hr and you if you mm-hmm. all three agree there is nobody there to disagree with you oh okay okay so we can what 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 surprises me is that the it guys are not they try to harm themselves they say i moved from java to sap it's still damn software guys java means according to us is the coffee or drink okay yes. that's not the java you guys use you use software so you are still in software how is that it's different i don't understand and if you keep on insisting if i say that my client killed because of self defense the guy says no it's not self defense i murdered him there's nothing we anybody can do okay okay my uh, right. last question is that my eldest yeah. son uh, is becoming 13 years uh, this october so even if i apply for my downgrade they are ready to downgrade from my ev2 to ev3 two months before this october so even suppose uh, i am absolutely good company absolutely good company i like your lawyer too i don't like you that much though <laughs> okay so because you're trying to you're trying to harm yourself so i am trying to protect myself actually now i don't i don't see that i don't see okay. that okay so okay. um if if they downgrade right and mm-hmm. if the file, final action date is not uh, coming very soon right so is that the good idea to keep my h1b in intact in because my son oh, my son is becoming stuck in yeah i uh you know right now it's very hard to judge that right now what i would recommend is let it pass through file the adjustment mm-hmm. of status okay mm-hmm. uh, at that point of time somewhere in may of 2021 we can make the decision at that point of time how costly it's going to be to maintain the non immigrant status what is the alternative your son has to go outside the country to get the stamping what are the risk eva- involved in it okay we can evaluate okay. at that point of time right okay. now i want to stick to the cooperation of your lawyer just behave accordingly it is in the same lines you are still a software guy you're not a restaurant manager okay believe me okay okay and uh, okay. my company and don't has... keep telling me that it's it's not matching oh okay fine no problem okay. so my you... my company hr and the lawyer are agreeing with uh, keeping my h1 also even if i file the downgrade they told that unless we will decide not we'll said... decide that we'll decide okay, that okay. in may of 2022 okay thank you i'll so take much. the next two callers guys better yeah, can you, you tell that i'm getting late for the 12 o'clock appointment sure rahul kumar hey thanks rahul for doing this uh a quick question <coughs> so uh i work on h4 ead here uh and uh for the company that i'm working on right now i used to work for the same company in india uh and they uh are trying to file eb1c uh and uh they they say if i'm eligible uh, for all the conditions uh, that are required for uh, eb1c however uh the filing was not done effectively because i started working here uh, when i moved from india to uh the same company in us i was working on h4ead uh does that really matter which visa we are in right now as long as we are satisfying all the eb1c requirement uh absolutely 
does it matter in the mind of the officer is a different issue. Legally, you are entitled for EB1C. Absolutely, you are entitled for EB1C. If you are eligible, all other conditions, just because you are an H4EAD, you are not an L1, you are not an H1, does not matter at all. Should not matter at all. It requires, it all depends on what your qualifications were there, what positions were there, what position you have. You should be getting an approval. And is this a good choice, what you're doing, trying an EB1C for you? Absolutely the best choice. Go for it. All right. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. Next person and the last person. We don't forget that we do have a we do have a YouTube and Facebook live from five to six today. It's going to be me and Rebecca Chen. She's a, a other partner of uh, uh, other business partner of us. Uh, she'll be there from five to six. Sorry, five to six o'clock Central Time. Last caller, Minakshi. Go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted you. Uh no problem. Hi, Rahul. Uh, thank you for taking my call. So I'll be really quick. Uh, we filed for my H4 extension and initial H4 EAD in August. My husband got his I-140 approval uh, in July end. And uh, this was filed until May 2021 since his H1 during that time was valid only until May 2021. This case went to California. I gave my biometrics also. In Jan 2021, we filed for his H1 and H4 extension and uh, EAD, EAD extension EAD. altogether. Mm -hmm. He got his approval. My case is still in under processing. It went to Texas. So uh, the initial RFE that we filed that went to California that we filed got an RFE asking for his most recent pay stubs and H1 approval copy. Though the one in Texas is still in, uh, under processing. So we provided all the RFE documents. I gave my biometrics for this one as well also. So do we have to withdraw the one that is... Okay. Don't withdraw anything. Don't withdraw anything. Okay. There, is a, there is a chance your California approval may come all the way to the Texas approval though. Okay. Okay. And they may deny your Texas one. That's fine. No problem with it. If you withdraw okay. the California one, there is a chance that Texas will be denied too. Because you withdrew the other one. Don't withdraw anything. Any you're not harming anything. You may get you you may get the California one all the way to 2024, or you may only get until May 2021. We don't know. But either way, it's not worth. Since they asked you the pay stubs, they probably you sent the H1B approval, which was valid until 2024. There's a good chance the officer is going to approve all the way to 2024. Gotcha. Yep. Thank you. That's it. Thank you, guys. The next conference call will be uh, tomorrow at 4.30. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day. Thank you.